At American Public University, we believe that higher education can unlock higher purpose. So we offer 200 modern programs for those who want to make a difference. And we believe education must adapt to students' needs. That's why we've made it accessible through online classes and flexible with monthly program starts. American Public University. Within reach, without limits. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. What a world. This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Phil Trim Becomes Extinct, alongside my co-host, Artesia. This podcast is powered by Roberts Media Group, your resource for podcast development. For more programming and advertising opportunities, please visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. Now let's get to the motherfucking show. I like before I had the job as a project manager now, like you say, keeping a nine to five and you always have those self-employed people to be like, oh, you're not a real entrepreneur. If you work nine to five, no, motherfucker, that means I'm being safe and I'm being smart to where the market crashes or if something changes. I always have a steady, firm income to come back to. All right, today is, well, this month, April, is Financial Literacy Month, so we have brought in a financial planner and coach all the way from New Jersey. It's a call-in, Miss LaShonda DeBrew. How you doing today? Fine, you all. How are you? Doing good, doing good. If I do, when we start talking, if I over-talk you or if you over-talk me, just know that it's fine. It's just, I think it's like a half a second hesitation or delay on the uh, phone call. So if you're ever talking or I'm saying something and you want to cut me off, jump right in. That is fine by me. Okay. So, Mr. Brew, we have you on the phone. You are a financial uh, coach. I see you have a lot of accolades. You've done a lot of great things. You have um, your uh, bachelor's degree in business management, uh, income tax strategist, financial analyst, nonprofit financial management, program compliance and auditing, insurance agent, and more. And a lot of people will be like, why are you reading all these accolades? God damn it, you went to school for this. You got certified for this stuff. So we're going to make sure people know what you do. We, When it's a white person, they read off accolades that these motherfuckers are possibly paid for. So we want to make sure that we give you your just do. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Yes. And that was time. That yes. Was time. A whole lot of time. A whole lot of time. I know it was. So what got you into wanting to be a financial planner and coach and, and do these type of things to help entrepreneurs better financially set themselves up? Um. Well, mainly because I wanted to control my own, my economy. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to you know, move money when I wanted to. I wanted to be able to go where I wanted to go. And most importantly, growing up as a child of a single mother, um, my my father was active in our lives, but it was a single parent household. I saw the stress and understood very early on, like what she went through being a single parent. And so I knew from then on, like I had an interest at a very young age um, of money. And back then it used to be called the money mover. The ATM was called the money mover. Okay. And I would always used to say to my mom, you know, let's go and move some money. You yeah. know, can we move money? <laughs> and she's like, um, it doesn't work like that. You have to have money in there to move. To move. You know, <laughs> you know you go to the money mover. You know, so I wanted um back then, you know, you children, we would think of becoming an accountant or a lawyer. You know, you thinking of those um, areas and professions that that made from what we saw. Yeah. And so from what I saw back then, it was those who were in accounting and or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. So my interest 
I took up was in finance and anything dealing with money. My mother was, she was a hustle, hustler by nature. Yeah. So we would have came, she was a candy lady. She sold Tupperware. You know, she made ceramics. She did a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. So I was actually exchanging money earlier on because I kept track of all of that. So that's really where that came from. Now you said she sold Tupperware. Like, was it food in the Tupperware? No, but you know how the uh, distributors, like now they, they call them a formal name now, the MLM. Oh, okay, Back okay, I got then you. there was Tupperware, that plastic is. Yeah, okay, so, I was uh, trying to make sure. And that's crazy how, like but you said. But she did cook. She sold food, too. Yeah. I'm, but that's the that's the hustle of all of us. And I, I tell people all the time, especially with black people, we have so many hustles. We hustle at so many things. Why not make them legit or turn it into an LLC and get paid for it? And if you and if you don't know how to do something, then team up with another black person that does know how to do something and stop looking outside of your community. A lot of time. And, and that's why I was glad Artesia set this interview up, because when she talked about financial responsibility and a planner, we need more people that look like us handling our money. And I told somebody the and other that's day, the real game. yes, that's even the if real a game. black person was to rip me off, I'd rather a black person rip me off than a white person rip me off and still get paid. That's my mindset. Right. It sounds crazy, but. I know that's yeah, because they do it, of course. Yes. You know, other cultures, they work together and it's hand in hand and they, it is exchange yep. within their community. Exactly. While we don't do it, I don't know, and we spend more money than anybody. Yeah. And like to look good and all of that. Why not we do it with our own? I think exactly. we I think we don't is because it's been a I feel like it's been a narrative that's been created by a patriarchal society. And when I say that, I mean older white men who have created this narrative that you cannot trust black people, even if I forgot what movie it was I was watching. But it was a black guy that walked into a store. He was there to purchase something. But the white people thought he worked there and they didn't even want to go and get any help from him because they was like, oh, he probably stole something. And it's like white people Mm -hmm. have always thought that we steal shit because they put that narrative on us because maybe back in slavery times we did steal something from the house because the nigga got tired of eating pig. So he wanted to steal some bread or he wanted to. So they called us thieves because they put us in a place to be that back in those times. And now they make it like it is now. And black people buy into, for whatever reason, what white people say is good and bad. And they say we're bad. So black people look at us and say we're bad. We still we whatever. But everybody does something wrong. But I definitely think it's important and it's empowering to continue to buy into, you know, what black people are doing. But what do you feel that you bring to the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial landscape as far as like helping someone like myself, who is an entrepreneur, better finance themselves? What made you want to get into this and what do you feel like you bring um, to that landscape? Um, well, like you were just speaking about, you know, understanding um, and knowing really how to play the game, yeah. you know, because for us, the system is actually built on businesses. It's built on small businesses. The tax code is written for business owners. So it's like if you um, if you want to be in the game and if you I mean, we are like you like you just said as well, we hustlers by nature, you know, that's that's in our spirits. That's what we do. I mean, why not then learn what the, the rules are for real, True. you know, and have a whole strategy behind it. So my thing is, is to make it um, one. You know, not not a system of overwhelm for you, not stressing about it, but you actually going into it with your head in the game, yeah. having a strategy for what you do, how you do, and setting up everything the proper way so that nobody can come and take it from you and or you will not lose it. Because we can we can um, jumpstart a business in a minute. I mean, and we already sell and do a lot of things by hand yeah. anyway. 
But it's like making it legit seems to be a stronghold for most of us because either we don't know it or we always still looking for a shortcut and don't really want to fully understand the um, paperwork and everything that's needed to properly get things in place. And, you know, a lot, and for a lot of us, we do it enough, enough, and for um, too many years, then you really set yourself back. Yeah. Because you call yourself, you know, getting ahead or doing your thing or whatever, but eventually it will catch up to you and it's going to cost you more on the short end. So my thing is, okay, fine. Money does not have to be your thing and you don't have to know everything and the ins and outs about it or whatever, or the full scope or the nuances of it, but you do have to lead it. And if you don't tell your money where to go, it would definitely tell you where to go. Exactly. So you want to be in control of that. So I come in as that person to say, okay, your trusted advisor and the one who understands and knows all the keywords, the buzzwords or whatever to help you keep everything in compliance, to help you get out of, out of, out of whatever bind or, um, paper chase or whatever that you are in to help you straighten everything up so that, man, we like we in tax season now. You don't have to play catch up. You don't have to go back and look and say, oh, but did I get that? Yeah. I mean, did I not have enough? Oh, why do I owe? Like, what really? Because you never tracked it. Yeah. And you <laughs> don't understand you it. And you don't understand it. So then you still pay out more than probably what you should have been paying out because you're going to owe. And that's the other thing, you know, stop, you know, trying to Look at it as a scapegoat because a lot of us, as you know, they they listen to oh, I'm, I, why, why do I oh, I, I don't have to pay. Yeah. No, if you're making money, that's the system. You're that, gonna have to. Pay you're gonna something. pay some, and I think what is it? Is and it ten thousand dollars? If it's, a, I think it yeah. is it an LLC. Yeah. If you make over ten thousand, is when you start to pay tax, right? And or if you have owed the first year, actually, if you owed a thousand or more the, the year prior, mm-hmm. then you're actually supposed to set up. Um, and have, you know, it automatically deducted or do a payroll system for that. Now, and again, once they know the rules, then if you know it going in there, then you can set everything up during the year. Yeah. You can be proactive and you can actually plan around that, you know, if you have a system and a process. Well, I'm going to tell you this. For the people who are listening, I would use her based off these two things that I've heard thus far. First of all, you said legitimizing your money and your business. And what people don't understand is that's very important. Artesia taught me that when she came in and became a partner with me, with Roberts Media Group, which is what we do here. And dope dealers even Mm -hmm. legitimize their money. That's why they have money. that's, Hello? They'll have like money, a, money. Uh, yeah, they have like a laundromat or they'll have a corner store that they own. They need right. to legitimize their right. money. So as a, it, it, you know, I was about to say as a dope dealer, I am not a dope dealer, but <laughs> you know, I do know, and I grew up around that to where legitimizing your money is the first thing you need to do with a business. Mm-hmm. Second of all, your interview didn't start to two o'clock and you started 10 minutes early, which means you're on time. Hello, also, <laughs> I would use her personally because she sounds so down to earth that's why i've been laughing the yeah. whole time because i kind of didn't know what to expect from this interview yeah just because okay mm-hmm. you get a lot of people that are financial planners no let's say black people let's call black it like people, it is you get a lot of they, black people with titles and they start acting <laughs> like they're better exactly. than what they are so i didn't know what to expect but wow. from the minute that she came on the phone mm-hmm. it, like i just couldn't help but laugh because yeah. like she sounded so down to earth yeah. and that's something that we can appreciate 
because we can actually understand what you're saying. Like you're not talking above, oh, above people's heads. Exactly. Even though you have that knowledge, oh, you know how to. Yeah. You know how to talk to people. I know we went to South by Southwest a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and we were sitting in on a panel and a lot of black people was one guy who was like the head of something with Uber. Mm-hmm. It was another lady that was something in D.C. and they were very, very prominent in their positions. But they came out talking about who they are, what they it's kind of like they was riding their own dick before they actually told you what they did yes. and how they can help Mm -hmm. and how you got to come in and like you said you got to come in and mesh well with the room that you're in and if you come in wanting to spew out accolades some you're going to lose half of your crowd and then the other crowd you may lose because they don't even understand what the hell you're talking about Mm -hmm. so correct and yeah and you all are both said about you said a mouthful because that's the thing too and that and that's how a lot of us our people Mm -hmm. get lost because as soon as they start throwing out some things and words or whatever that they don't understand yep and uh, um, or start using the code, yep. you know, or the tax code instead of just plain lingo, yep. then you lose people. And then that's when our people say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to keep doing mine on the table. I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah. But you are locking yourself out and you're blocking yourself out, mm-hmm. you know, instead of hooking up with somebody, you know, like me yeah. who can help you, you know, because I've made it my business to understand um, because that's how they keep us out. That's and, very true. you know, if you are only if you are a straight up entrepreneur and that's all you're doing as a business, you need that documentation, and that paperwork, yeah. you know, because, again, that's a part of the system. Very true. So you might, you know, be making money and paper and you can go about your way um, acquiring things or whatever. But when it really comes down to it, you know, you do still need to make sure that you maintain your credit and you know how to get in and out of that. Yeah. You know, um, understand the uh, requirements for banking and the process and everything for that. So you can use that as leverage and you don't have to use the money, you know, and or you can acquire a few things at the same time across the board, you know, and especially when you're purchasing a home and doing other things like that, you do have to show documentation. You and do. if your stuff is not straight and is jacked up, yep. you know, you jacking up and therefore you you still gonna jack up your money. Yep. You know, so like, And I think it's know, important what, to, what do you want to do? And I think it's important to have somebody that looks like us in that position because if I came to you about a business, not only do you have the capability to tell me about how to legitimize my money, how to understand, you know, different ways to handle your taxes, the importance of, you know, once you hit that $10,000 mark having to pay, once you hit the 100000 or uh, the $500,000 mark, how 37% of your income now still goes to the IRS. Not only will you be able to tell me that, you will also be able to tell me how they are going to handle me and treat me as a black person. And that's something that a white person cannot tell me. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but from our end and our perspective, like you said, from what we've been doing all along, yeah. I'll show you how to problem solve because yeah. you still will get in um, a bind or something is going to happen. Everything is not going to go perfect. Yeah. I mean, you know, like me, I mean, even I have to pay taxes. I owe. They question me just like they question everybody else. Exactly. But if you don't know what they're looking for and or if you don't know how to correct the problem, or set everything up or whatever, then again, you just still going around in circles. That's true. You know, and taxes is not sexy. And you always saying that, you know, I make it plain yeah. and, you know, I'm able to get it across. But that, that, that was why, because for one, like I said, for me, I needed to know. I wanted to know. Yeah. And once I understood what each of those line items were about when I first learned to do my tax return um, when I was younger, I said, oh, is this what it is? And I started looking at it from the back end. My thing was looking at the lines to see 
what was reported. Yeah. And then if it was reported, then what was it reported from? Oh, because they had real estate. Yeah. Okay, then I'm gonna go buy me a house. Yeah. You know, that that's 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 how I look at things. But that's the research you know, of black women, period. A nigga, a black man like me, we'll look at that shit and be like, okay, well, I gotta pay this. I need to do all right then. Y'all look at it like you said and break it down and say, okay, well, if this person benefited this much because they had rental properties and they're paying, we ain't, we ain't going to just look at the taxes. Let's get some rental properties because, yes, yeah, she may have paid 37 percent in taxes, but she got to keep the other 73 percent or however, 67 or whatever percent to keep that. So that's the benefit of I feel like not only having a black woman because y'all motherfuckers are so dope and y'all keep us in line and keep this shit afloat like that that is the thing that we need because y'all look with that third out every exactly (laughs) exactly yes yes so without without i know that you know your time is money but we don't want you to give away the whole game because we want people to actually hire you to do what you do but what are some uh tips to maintain a healthy financial you know healthy financial habits if you have a few just off the top of the head that don't cost anything what would you tell people who are trying to create and maintain a healthy uh, financial lifestyle? Um, well, one of, one of the things that we do not do is save. And folks run from that too, you know, and what the money's coming fast because a lot of us, you know, we do hair on the side. Yeah. We have all of those, um, the cash um, impact your streams, whereas cash is coming in and out. You're a barber, you're a hairstylist, you're making wigs or whatever, yeah. what have you, you know, but do implement earlier on um, a saving strategy, um, emergency um, strategy, have life insurance, because for a lot of us, again, if you unless you have everything in your account and you're able to pay for anything that comes up straight up, that's what those tools and those things are used for. Yeah. So understand how it's used and what it's used for, and then, therefore, do it early on because and a lot a lot of times we don't save as early as we should. No, we don't. Because, I mean, if we do make the money. We make the money. Yeah. You know, but then we're busy picking it into things that do not um, do not increase or, you know, it's not asset-based. We don't own it. There's something, you know, that straight out is going to take money out of our pocket yeah. instead of it going up and appreciating. Yeah. And we'll go and buy the cars and... Um, other things to close and we went and we looking good, but yeah. broke is all broke I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm, so I'm guilty like, of that. I'm good. Gu- I've definitely been guilty of that. I've even done, listen, I've even done it. Yeah. But but I was going to say this. I know I, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've done this to the point. Let's say for instance, I remember, and this is within the, like the last five or six years. And I remember getting a place and I was like, okay, I can afford this place. It's cool. But I feel like a lot of times we do things early to where other races, like a white person, they may get a smaller apartment. Me and Ortiz were talking about the other day. They may get a smaller, they cheaper do. apartment and they'll stay in it for five years. They'll go out with their friends. Yep. They'll still able to travel, but they're paying off debts yeah. or they're putting money away okay. to where when they're 40 something, right. you're okay. As opposed to a black person like myself, if you grow up poor, you don't ever want to feel like you're poor again. You don't ever want to eat that way. You don't ever want to live that way. So you bust your ass to have great things, to drive something nice, to, to wear something nice. But at the same time, right. you still have debt or you are accruing debt by paying and buying things that you don't want. And people are like, how oh, I want to accrue debt if I'm buying the cash where you're putting that cash on a thing. And like you said, you don't have a 401k. You don't have a Roth IRA. You haven't invested in gold stock or any bonds. You haven't invested. OK, you buy tissue all the time from Walmart. Then you should invest in Walmart. You should invest even if it's a oh, hundred dollars and yeah. let that stuff build. And that's something that I'm learning later. 
Yeah. And I mean, and again, and uh, you know, it's not like I did everything coming out the gate, mm-hmm. you know, because you live and you learn. True. But at the same time, you know, that again, you need to learn from that. Yeah. Because I did the same thing, um, even though, and I, I understood the system, but like I used it in a way I was like, because I understand it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would leverage myself, like highly leverage myself, like out the gate or whatever, you know, and it's like, okay, get a business. I'm going to buy, I'm going to get a business. I'm going to own a business. And I did a tax franchise mm-hmm. and then I bought houses. I had like three or four houses, you know, but then when that whole thing went crashing because I didn't understand the back end of exactly. it. And I took it and ran with it because I didn't have anybody to show me. Yeah. I didn't have anybody to tell me because we were living in a time then when you couldn't pay for coaches or whatever. And it wasn't anybody that even wanted to share it with you because that's what we don't do. Ex- as a people, oh my don't God. You you, know, and now so that right. it's a big coaching and consulting thing, everybody want to put a price tag on it, which again, if you've invested in yourself and you've gone to school and done that and everybody haven't taken time to do that, I fully, I, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. But back in the day, you couldn't even pay anybody yeah. to teach you or to tell you so. Well, from what I read, when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and all of that or whatever, yeah. then I would step out and say, let me go do that. Or let me go buy a house and let me take the money out and go buy the property and yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. And before you knew it, I was like really out there. And mm-hmm. I, I was doing it. What they say, I was doing the damn thing. Yeah. I was doing it. But... <laughs> When it fell, when it fell out, yeah, you know, and then it's like, okay, are you going to lose everything, or mm-hmm. are you going to try to just let that go and then hold on to your primary or whatever? Yeah. And thank the Lord for me, I did have a nine to five because I never did let that go. Yeah, you know, but I was working a nine to five and doing everything on the side too. But again, if you don't understand the system though, and that's what our people need to understand, if you're going to play the game, know the game. You know, and it's okay to give game. away some of the game. Like I know you talked about, Correct. like far as uh, ch- uh, charging, and a lot of black people, I'm I'm charging for everything. This is what I've learned to do: you charge the motherfuckers who probably gonna waste your time, and you give some of the game away to people who are gonna That's actually true. use it because they're gonna pro- you're paying it for it. Because if they get something, they're gonna That's always true. be like, "Yo, you helped me out in a time of need when I didn't know." And whether it's them bringing business back to you or pouring into you in some kind of way, you're getting it back. You charge the dumb motherfucker who gonna say oh i just want to look like i'm doing it and he probably gonna flop in a year anyway make sure you get your consultation fee make sure you get your or fees the for that, that keep coming to get it exactly. riding high, just sitting there talking until your mouth is dry exactly and they not doing yes that right there no i'm not for that yep. you know so i'm like no now, now i'm about to charge you and i'm about to raise the price because exactly. i done told you the same thing three or four times like yep. for real what are you doing uh-huh. you know so for us, we need to save early on. We need to implement that earlier on. The money that you are making, you know, save your 10%. You know, also put the money aside for vacation or whatever. You know, ha- tell your money where to go. Yeah. And do that earlier on so that because there will come a time when you will need it. Yeah. You will, you know, and then you'll be able to go back from, you'll be able to go back and pull from that because that's what happens to us as well. Yeah. We set ourselves up because we spend everything that we make. Yeah. And then when those hard times come, then we don't have anywhere to pull it from. We haven't saved for retirement, yeah. but you do need to do that. Yeah. Make sure you establish something on the side and have insurance outside of the job, just not on the job for those that are still working. Yeah. Have something outside because when you switch jobs, 
before you leave or whatever, that insurance does not go with you. I think Artesia so feels like she's at church because every time you say something, she holding her hand. I'm like, that's a word. This is that is same, a word. This is she tells me this kind of stuff all the time. trying to tell him. And because you are the professional, I feel like he's going to take it. No, 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 no. <laughs> see, see, she doing that. See, no. that's what she does. I listen. I'm not that black person that your friend or family member could tell you the truth and you don't listen to a white person or a counselor tell you that shit. I've no, I'm listening today been and I've been listening. I've for years. But so both I'm of, just glad that you are here to co-sign what I have been telling but you. But I've, I've already known that part, but it's very true to do so because I like before I had the job as a project manager now, like you say, keeping a nine to five and you always have those self-employed people to be like, oh, you're not a real entrepreneur. If you work nine to five, no, motherfucker, that means I'm being safe and I'm being smart to where if the market crashes or if something changes, I always have a steady, firm income to come back to. The thing that I've had to learn was, first of all, if I'm being honest, I did used to be a hustler, so I made my money the wrong way. So I know about legitimizing it. And then when I start going to school and start really applying myself, I worked at an investment company for a couple of years and I made really good money. But what I didn't know is, like you said, how to hold on to that if something went wrong. So when it crashed, when Obama took over and the housing market went down, I, I think I left the job with 80000 in savings and I blew through it in two years because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to invest. I hadn't invested right. properly. So it was things that I was learning and I was listening to motherfuckers who looked the part. But like you said, as black people, our ego, we want to keep our ego intact. So we get on these podcasts, we get on these radio shows, we get on these panels and we say all this shit that we're not even doing. And you're broke. Right. You know what I'm saying? Trying to right. tell somebody right. something else. So, no, I'm listening to you. And I definitely think this is something that that people can use. Now, as an entrepreneur, what I want to ask is a question that all entrepreneurs ask. If I don't have the money, how do I engage and pay for a financial planner? What would you tell someone who has a lack of income, who's just starting out, whose budget, you know, a financial planner like you, it may be to keep you on retainer for a monthly thing. It could be five hundred or a thousand what is another option for people to learn how to financially, you know, be literate and take care of what they need to take care of with not having the money to buy someone or pay for a service like yours? Well, to be literate, like they need to read, Yeah, you know, because me, I was an avid reader, you know, I mean, I, I probably have more bookcases than I have dresses, yeah. you know, for clothes or whatever, because every time I saw something and because there was nobody to tell me, Whatever was on the market um, in finance or in savings and building wealth, that I, that was something that I was immediately attracted to. Yeah. So they do need to read and find out. Or right now, in the, in the day that we're in now, you know, you can Google everything and find it out. And it's just basic things, you know, um, credit, how to fix my credit yeah. or how to learn more about credit. You know, learning how to save, just key things, whatever it is that you are interested in or the problem areas that you have. Yeah. Then you just Google that or get a book on that and just basic financial principles to understand um, what the basic principles are. And yeah. then once you get your foundation laid and in place and you understand, you know, rather if it's for you to get everything straight to purchase a home or to purchase a car or whatever, whatever that is. Then you move to the next thing because, you know, you're not going to do everything um, at one time and everything is not going to come into place at the same time. But you can build upon that and then move to the next thing. It is not like you won't have a setback. I mean, because I'm here to tell you, I've I've gone through business bankruptcy because of all that back there. You know, so I've had to get it together again. But once you learn how to do it the first time, like with losing weight or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know how to keep it off. Exactly. And do it 
all over again. And again, if you got to do it two or three times, but you know, you keep on working that thing like we work everything else until you have it figured out and then you move forward. How do we break the, how do you feel like we break the uh, cycle of financial ruin for, for black people? Cause you know, we were never, you know, we were never given a 40 acre and a mule. We were never given reparations. We're not going to get that shit. I don't know why people keep trying because they know. And when I say they, the white man knows if he gives us an equal playing field, America will be ours. That nigga, they, they know that I tell people all the time, they have to be in fear right now, which I feel like, a person like Trump is perfect for this era because he makes white people feel more empowered, even though they ain't. And I think they see black people coming together. They see black people creating things. They see even not to be funny, like a person like a Nipsey Hussle, who's a hood nigga. He's literate and he's buying businesses. They they see us pouring back into our blocks like Rick Ross. They see us reeducating our black men and teaming up like Jay-Z and LeBron. They see this shit. And now that the entertainers in this in this in our uh, culture are now passing the game down and teaching us how to do this shit, they're making being literate, being smart and being a family man, being a married man, being cool with your brother. They're making that shit cool. And they fear this shit because we are now breaking the agendas that they put out. So how do you feel from your perspective? Along with everything else that everybody else is doing, how do we break the cycle of financial ruins from your perspective? Just all of what you just said and not stop acting like we are new to the game, but exactly. also being true to the game, yeah. you know, and understanding the game, you know, not just being a pawn in it, but actually playing the game. Because again, I, I love what I'm seeing on the landscape of all of who you just stated and put out there because yeah. they finally did get it and yeah. get hip to it. And they're using it another way because again, with the hustle mentality that we have, we know we knew how to make money. We know how to make money. Exactly. We know how to get out there, and you, we use that um, that side of our brain to do everything that's on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to really smartening up and tightening it up and having, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's, that's the part we weren't doing. Yeah. But for those of them, once they learned that and they understood that that was going to take their money further, and that they would not have to no longer work. Um, by the work of their hands, but yeah. actually create that passive income or what they call the income money while you're sleeping. Yeah. Then they started plotting their money that they were getting quick, fast, and in a hurry into solid things that were um, that they were going to be able to live a le- leave a legacy yeah. for their family and their kids, and so they would not have to work for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So I mean, that's what we need to get, and that's what we need. Do and just be smarter about it. Yeah, you know about what we're doing and, I, and make it sexy. That's how you bring the sexy back. Exactly. Money, it, you know, no, that's true. Talk about sex. And I think you gotta. But I think you have to protect you your. And I think you have to protect your intellectual property from white people. I'm sorry, but they're not as creative as we are. Uh, they were given boots. You know, a lot of times they, you know, a lot of older white men or people like, oh, black people always asking for stuff, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstrap. Motherfucker, we had to create the boot. We had to find the leather. We had to find the shoestrings. We had to find the the the, the uh, sole of the shoe. Put that together. Put the foot in the shoe. Learn how to tie that bitch up. Learn how to walk with it. You know, we've had to do all of this and they saw that. We're like, they... I'm pretty sure some of these old, like, 80, 90, 100-year-old white dudes probably like, we gave these niggas nothing. And look at them now. And that's why I say they and, uh, know, man. And what, what a lot of us do, though, I'm sorry, what we do is we stand by and watch them and what, man, watching what we see on the surface. Yep. 
And we let that suppress or depress us. Yeah. And we thinking they're really, okay, they getting away with something or they took something and they got whatever. What? No, nope. it's more than enough for everybody because if anything else has, that has not come, if anything else has not come out, but what has come out now, especially with Trump, yeah. because you would see the towers and hear the names and all of that stuff or whatever and thinking for real that he was doing the dang old thing. Yeah. But as you can see, he's lying on paper yeah. and he's embellished and, you know, and showing mm. up. Uh, other things or whatever yep. that is not true. Not that he did not amass some things and yep. have some stuff. Yep. He don't. He don't have as much as he said he has. And no. he's not ruling in the paper like he said. He's just highly leveraged, yep. like what I just said before. And he knew really how to play that game and what to do, which is why he's still not trying to show it back. Exactly. And white I mean, people know how to find the loophole because they created the loophole all the time. All. And I tell and people all the time. Exactly. And stop trying to compare yourself to a white person because, yeah, they may be living out in a one point five million dollar house, but that motherfucker is either empty. They live off credit and they lease a lot yeah. of these cars because they know that leasing is the way because yeah. once you drive that fucking car off the lot, it's depreciated. So they lease and lease yeah. and lease for two ninety nine or one hundred and ninety nine dollars a month and drive the newest thing every month, every year. And you out here thinking they buying it. Your business. Exactly. Right off. So exactly. Learn how to play the game. And that's the other part, too, as a business owner. Once you have everything established and correct, then it's now on that side. Your EIN is down your social Exactly. And it's no longer on the personal side for you. I mean, so just know how, understand, again, how to work that whole thing and how it benefits you and just set your stuff up right. Yeah. Before we get out of here, I want you to tell the people, how can they find you if you're on social media? And if they wanted to use your services, how can they find your business page? I am on um, Facebook at Your Virtual CFO. And then, of course, um, my name, LaShonda DeBrew. Okay. Look me up by that. My website is my name, LaShondaDebrew.com. Um, Twitter and LinkedIn and all of that. Okay. And we'll put it in the description of the podcast episode. So for the listeners who are listening, um, you know, be sure to read the description. All of our contact information will be in the description so they can find you. Miss DeBrew, it has been a pleasure. Uh, hopefully we can uh, link up and actually talk and have another conversation in person. I love doing in-person conversations because they just, I mean, well, it, 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 we had a great groove here and you're calling in. So I can only imagine what it would be if you're in studio with us. So we definitely look forward to talking to you. We definitely appreciate your time. Did you have anything else to say before we get out of here? No, I just want to thank you all um, for the opportunity you know, um, to interview I enjoyed my time with you all as well. We and I'm glad too. I was Thank you. able to make her laugh. <laughs> and you all were funny people. All she, need, all she needed was a church fan. A church fan. And she would have been, yeah. And she was back there raising her hand and shaking her head. Hallelujah. Let's pass the plate. Okay. <laughs> we appreciate your time, Mrs. Okay. Moore. All right. Y'all you have, have a good one. one. Thank you. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. 
Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.